it's recording. <laughs> and we started. Yeah, is my I think voice we might. Loud enough? Yeah, the voice is loud enough. I think we might leave this bit in because hello, hello, welcome back. <laughs> I feel nervous. It feels like you know, and like you have that first phone call after you've been beefing with Bay. Yeah, and you're a bit sheepish because you know you was in the wrong period, um, and then you're like. <laughs> We're never in the wrong. What are you talking about? Hi, friend. I don't know about you, but I've never been in the wrong. So. How you be? <laughs> How was your day? I mean, I don't even know. I think let's not waste time. We've been gone for a while. I think we should address that. Where you been, girl? Oh, well, <laughs> I, <laughs> I basically, where did we leave it? It was like March? No. February? No. Where did we leave it? I think it was February. Oh, I don't it know. It was springtime. Let's just say it was springtime. I moved to London. It was a very busy time. Yeah. And then as soon as I moved here... No, wait, wait, wait. No. What? We're not going to start on me yet. You can't just be like, oh, I, I just moved to London. You that did my... things, though. Yeah, I mean, obviously on top of, like, mumming and working. Yes. I moved house again. Yes. And it absolutely just broke me for a while. Mm. Have you many... spoken... I think you've spoken on a past episode about, like, how moving house affects you in general. So. I've never liked to stay in the same place yeah. for a long time anyway. But obviously now I have a child. Um, it's a bit different. And River was about to start school. And I was like, listen, if I don't... Like, his dad lives in London. And I was like, if I don't move here now, then he's probably not ever really going to live by his dad. Yeah, he'll put down his dad ain't moving anywhere. Elsewhere. Um, so I was like, I'm going to have to do this because he's starting school. And yeah, I wanted him to be a bit closer. Even if it's just for a year, I wanted him to have... The experience of like living near his dad hmm. you know until even if it's for a year well yeah i signed a 12 month <laughs> can't leave no but i mean after that do you have plans i want to live in margate everyone knows this i go on about the sea i say the word margate every day and like before i moved to london um this time i'd been to see a few places in margate as well i, th- I thought she was moving to margate and then she was like actually I'm not. Well, it was a difficult decision, and it was something that I thought about, and I'd like already been to see some places, and I was like, oh, do I, don't I? And then the overriding thing for me was like, I should do the right thing and move closer to his dad. And yeah. absolutely bankrupt myself. The things we do for the kids we got. <laughs> I know. I don't um, regret it though. No. And it's been really good, to be fair, for Riv and like him starting school and like just like even like your flexibility mm. and his dad moved closer to us so he's like 10 minutes away now it's good co-parenting that yeah like I know. how old is Riv now? now do you know what i mean like we're not babies anymore so how so. old is Riv now he'll be five in a few weeks so do you feel like it took you about what you guys separated when he was a couple of months old do you think it took you about like four or five years to get to this point yeah, it's not linear though, like... <laughs> Never is, mate. It's gone up, it's gone down, it's gone backwards, it's gone left, it's gone... I'm know. learning that. <laughs> yeah, but you get there. I am... Um... still not there though. We were literally arguing like two weeks ago. Yeah. And because it's sort of been like, we've been mates and we've really worked on our relationship and stuff, something came up a few weeks ago and I had to like switch back into beast mode and be like... I will send for you. <laughs> yeah, I did. I was in the bath on the phone, like, <laughs> you do know it's not, <laughs> I'm not going to get into it, but I was, I was pissed, pissed off, not drunk in the bath. But you the guys phone. are, Although you guys I do are, that as well. But you guys That's are good funny. now. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> you resolved that slight We hugged it out. Yeah. And when every time I see him, we were like hug, and I always hold on to him for a few seconds longer than I should, mm. because I feel like that that kind of like awkwardness and that barrier breaking is really important because mm. it's easy to just give the brisk like, hey, yeah, is baby tra, mm. but I'm like, no, how was your day? Do you want a coffee? And you yeah. have to like put the effort in. It's like we're still together. <laughs> no, I said to him this morning, I was like, I am always inviting you here for dinner. You never invite me. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think, do you know what, yeah? Like, obviously, like we all know, I don't talk about certain things as openly as you do. But one thing I will say that was very fucking true, and I say this was very true because I just hit this mark. I remember somebody saying to me, a few people actually, 
the first two years of being a single parent are the hardest. The first two years of co-parenting are the hardest. And the first two years of it all are a write-off. And I was like, it's impossible. There's just no wrong answers, you know. You just, well, you I just, just remember um... I just remember talking to loads and loads and loads of people who've been single parents for over two years. Yeah. And them all kind of saying, yeah, like, you just, you just don't gel. You don't vibe. It's hard on everyone. And something changes around that two-year mark. Honey, we have arrived. It's Anna's birthday today. <laughs> and I will say, somehow, me, Sana, and my co-parent made it here. And things are changing. And I would say that those changes are for the better for her. Mm. And I think that we've we've always been aware that she has obviously needed things. And that's kind of been our focus. But the way in which we demonstrated and exercised our understanding of that need has definitely improved and i will say that that was a whole swerve you just did no that was you me diplomatically saying, saying anything i i said you know we've 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 improved as a as her unit which yeah, is what i think yeah, is important sure. and i definitely think it's really important to understand that like you know i always used to say we're family yeah like we're family because we have a child so we're family and um you don't necessarily always get along with your family you That's don't true. always like your family, but you don't always agree. But with your you're family. still family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And until she is eighteen years old, it's not her responsibility to oh facilitate. God. I had a dream what? that I snogged us. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that was so fucking left field. No, I just remembered. So, um, you know, there's none of that business. I was about to say, it. you know that people are going to start sending you messages like, oh my gosh, I've been no, listening to the new episode. Down, calm down, guys. No, there's <laughs> nothing like that. Nothing like that for a long time. I don't know where it came from. I think because I was talking to my mate Sam um, and I was like, do you really not think that you would get back with your baby mum? Like, you know, do you ever really close the door? The reason why she asked him is because him and the baby mums is cool. Like, it's not it's not no toxic situation. No, 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 they're cool. Um... I'm not about to air all this stuff on no, the No, 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 no. Just, um, just because for but, context. Yeah, we had this conversation. It was that night I dreamt, and then I told him the next day, and he absolutely ripped me apart for it. Every Did time he? he sees me, no, in like a funny way. Oh, okay. Every time he sees me, he's like, <laughs> 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 I'm like fuck off. <laughs> it's so mean, mate. But yeah, that happened. I have dreams about kissing people, but it's not that person. <laughs> no, but it just totally, um, I don't think of him that way. It just came out of nowhere. And I had to tell him, obviously. Would I have told? I would, I think I would, do you know who I would tell? I would tell my therapist. If I had a dream like that, I would oh, phone my therapist. I dream all sorts of weird <laughs> No, stuff. I know, but that's what I'm saying. If I, if I had yeah. that kind of dream, we, like, what we does need, it mean? We need an emergency appointment today, sis. Yeah. <laughs> Clear your calendar. You'd be like, S, S, listen. <laughs> Um, this is... <laughs> we need to unpack no, this shit. No, it's not ideal. Just leave it alone. Um, <laughs> but meanwhile, Carrie's been doing that. I finished writing my book, which is good. This was happening at the same time as well. I moved house. Remy was writing a book. Yeah, and then... And... Um, so I finished writing my book, and about two weeks before I finished writing my book, I met a girl. <laughs> She's a sweet one. Um, I'm still really, really private about things. Um, and I don't think that's ever going to change, but she's a good girl and we've been dating well not dating we're in a relationship and we've been in a relationship for a while and carrie's smiling because basically i'm so private that i think this is the first time since we met that i've ever i'm just giving her a cheeky even, side eye i've ever even been like yes i i am not single um but you guys know that like yeah. oh my god so last series I've, was, I've never like yeah I've, life. I've always yeah exactly her is life oh one two one do one because her is life <laughs> that was an iconic episode by the way you should go back and listen to it if you haven't and you're new sick. here um in fact you should listen to all the episodes if you're new here because then uh, you'll get to know like, us wifey wifey i mean i would say that i've always been very upfront about the fact that i don't even address my date in life if you haven't been in my life for six months and when i say in my life i mean in my life in the capacity that is more than just my friend. And that is because, well, if you listen to one of the other episodes, you'll know what I think about dating people and how they're all psychopaths. But she's a good girl. and I've she's... seen them together today. We've all been out for San's birthday. We went for a roast. <laughs> we let had me, a nice family you, dinner. <laughs> let me tell you, Remy is wifey now. Do you feel like that? Yeah. No way. We haven't even spoken about this because you haven't actually I just watched seen you, us like, together. Care for the babies, you know, <laughs> like 
help a girl out. Yeah, we've got so between us, we've got three kids. Um, that's a motherfucking family. <laughs> so, but we're also cross country, so this is this is why we haven't recorded this. <laughs> no, no, I have you know that when she came down, I started traveling up north basically. Um, yeah, we switched position. I fell in love with the north when Carrie lived there, and then she left and so i decided i'm joking i didn't <laughs> that wasn't what happened i slid in her dms completely different story um but yeah so and i was obviously seeing her and writing my book which was something very special i've enjoyed it very much um i just can say watch this space oh my gosh i changed my instagram handle i am no longer books baby and back <laughs> the biggest news of all no that's big news because i shut down my whole website remember so we Mm. spent new year's together which some of you probably already know from previous episodes oh god i rewatched the videos from new year's eve oh mate it was good times i basically like we went out in one of the pubs (laughs) that i used to go to when i was a teenager and all my friends i haven't seen for years were in there it was so wholesome and lovely mate it was so good i went out for new year's in my primark tracksuit and nobody did it even she did she was pissed by half nine and then (laughs) she was drinking coca-cola and going for a walk she's like yeah i'm gonna be back in like 30 minutes (laughs) yeah and i just had to trust that she was okay in chester it was all right. Chester's a nice, wholesome town. It is really, wholesome is the right word. It is it was very super like... wholesome. But we left the pub pretty early doors after midnight offs, and we went to the chicken shop. And I was outside on the phone when we went in and got some chicken. And then I took my shoes off. Obviously, yeah. are you going to finish this story? Like, yeah, you're I took my say shoes. Ooh. Yeah, I took my <laughs> shoes off because that's my hometown. I do what I want. And then I needed a wee halfway home. <laughs> it seemed like a fifteen-minute walk to my house. Um, and I did a wee outside the card factory. Yeah. With my shoes in my pocket, holding some chips in a box. It was a good start to the new year, though, I can't lie. Yeah, and then we it did it again really the night good... after. Did we go out the night after as well? Well, we tried. Where did we try and go? We went to Primark, and then I was on the phone <laughs> to Vodafone for about 40 minutes, and then we went to a bar, tried to have a drink and failed. But we had a really good New Year's Day. Yeah, we, we had noodles up, in bed. Yeah, noodles in bed, and we... Well, Made big, big plans for the podcast for the year, which obviously <laughs> went out the window. But all the other plans that we made came to fruition. And I do think there's something to be said. Sometimes it's like, it's your season, it's your time. Coincidentally, the last time we properly recorded was on my birthday, which was February the 5th. And this I is weird. Bob, Bob. <laughs> and then yes, when you took me on that. My... Listen, don't, because like, you're going to get me in trouble. You better not. <laughs> you better not. Because you're going to get me in trouble if I say something in response to you bringing up this subject yeah no it's 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 a significant thing i never booty called anyone in my life well that night you was on a roll i'd eaten a pie that cost 19 pound i'd pressed the little champagne buzzer button a couple times yeah no the pie was 25 it was great was it? but it was, it was fucking expensive there was monograms on the floor the pie the plate yeah. the seat don't say i don't treat you right i've never taken no. a man to bob bob you, you shouldn't take no man to bob bob <laughs> What the fuck do you think this is? <laughs> like, <laughs> men should take you to Bob Bob. Also, um, if you don't know what Bob Bob is, it's basically like... A the bougiest really, place in London, It's in a really expensive, like, restaurant in Soho. Um, and at every table, there's a little button and you press it and some champagne arrives. And and for Carrie's birthday, I just split the bill with the other girls. <laughs> and we, went we went to Jim's Cafe. <laughs> we went to Jim's Cafe on Chatsworth Road, great place, um, <laughs> if you're local. And we went to the K-hole. Which is a karaoke place in Dalston. It was it was drag queen karaoke night, Amazing. and we sung Adele. She made me sing Adele. Oh man, man, man! But also, we bumped into somebody. And oh, that was, don't, don't! No, we're not gonna go into it anyway. And that was wild. And then Carrie was like, "It's fine, Remy. Come on, we're gonna go and sing." So then we sang "Mamma Mia." Wait, no, not "Mamma Mia." Abba, what's the song called? What's the what? Abba song? I know the lyrics, but gimme, I don't know what's. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Yeah, what's it called? It's called "Gimme, gimme, gimme." Really? Yeah. Oh. In bracket, it's a man after midnight. <laughs> That's the bit that I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, sounds I, like your birthday. Sounds Lol. like my birthday, except I didn't get any on my birthday. No, no, no I, I sent would... her home on her own. <laughs> no, but to be fair, yeah. Before that, on my oh, this feels like a lifetime ago. Carry out on my birthday. This is like confessions hour. I went on the date with some young ting in my bubbly tracksuit. Yeah, and... I was. I was there on the next table. <laughs> And I gave, I gave the shandy, just like observing. I gave him like thirty minutes because I was like, "Listen, I remember my birthday. We ended up working 
basically all day. We recorded a podcast straight after I had watched Remy on a date in the pub. We literally went to somewhere to go and get some clothes that we needed to pick up. Then, like, from central London. Then after we got the clothes, Mm. we went to West London, deep west, to go and do this recording. Yeah. And the boy lived in West London. And I was like, if you want to see me, I got 45 minutes. And then I gave him a pub at the end of the road of the place we were recording. Never been there in my life. Yeah. And Carrie called one of her friends and was like, oh, I'm going to be in your end. You might as well come. <laughs> so, Morgan. Yeah, that was what happened. And then we went on the date and I dated that person maybe two or three more times and it didn't work out. And it was good times and I'm grateful for the memories. But imagine um, like that's where we were at last time. And yeah. I feel like, do you know what? I look, I say this to you all the time, but so much has happened since then. Like serious, yeah. serious shit. And I think, oh my God, we thought we had problems. Uh, yeah, we thought we had problem. but we had problems. But I think it's so crazy because it's like a life cycle. Like that was my birthday the last time we recorded and today is my daughter's birthday. Yeah. And I mean, you guys already know this, but my daughter was conceived on my birthday. How, how old am I? 25? So like we three years ago. We birthed another baby. So this time. is, it's, it's quite, I mean, for those of you who are not hippies and don't believe in the universe, skip 10 seconds. But this is quite, I think like, you know, symbolic of like, it's a cycle. And so... I think we had a really good amount of time where we were recording together mm. and life for both of us got in the way at the same time. But because, I think in a weird way, because life got in the way for both of us at the same time, it was good because it meant that neither of us were frustrated or annoyed with the other one because all of you people be asking if we're still friends, okay? Oh yeah, let's address this as well. Let's people, address this because I... actually asking if we've fallen out as in in person and on the dms and through the grapevine and i just want to say something for those of you who didn't know before i started recording this podcast i didn't post on instagram more than twice a month to be fair Mm. and carrie was like you have to engage with the people then so i did start engaging with the people then but then i stopped engaging because we weren't recording and you know obviously i engaged as and when i felt necessary but in general no i wasn't engaging um but that was nothing to do with us falling out that was just remy being remy you guys just didn't notice before that was all um do you have anything to add carrie ed no no that's literally it, to be honest. Oh, and wait, then wait, Carrie, Carrie started posting passive-aggressive screenshots of four-hour phone conversations. <laughs> yeah, I'm petty like that. I am. Like, once I... <laughs> She's like, once... my friend. <laughs> this is my friend, you know. We talk all the time. Promise. Um, but yeah, that's where we're at. And I feel like... You guys just just deserved an explanation if anyone actually cares. And a life update as well, because we've never really spoken about our lives. But the main thing is our kids are good. Single parenting is still happening, as always. It's an up and down, never ending ebbs and flows. We're still looking for sponsors. Honey, holler at us. Don't be shy. (laughs) No, to be fair, we've had a couple emails, but don't be shy still. Send them on through. We're, you know, open. Open to suggestions. Yeah. Um, But yeah... Where are you now then? Where am I now? Yeah. What in my life? It was like um, a little... A little update. Yeah. Um, I am in a place of... I You're... think... I think I'm... <laughs> don't say nothing and don't look at me, okay? That's where I'm at. Don't at me. I'm joking. Um, I feel like I'm in a place where... Also, my mental health definitely... Pers- my personal life... Took a nosedive. Yeah, because dating has been great. And so when I say dating, by the way, I include relationship and dating. So being in a relationship has mm. been great. Um, and it's the healthiest relationship I've ever been in. But then that, that causes you to reassess other areas of yourself that you might have blamed on previous situations. Um, and before I got in a relationship, I was just doing me and looking after my kid. And that includes a lot of different things. And some of those things... I probably won't ever go into detail, but we're going to have a lady on here who's very seasoned in knowledge about some of the things that I've been dealing with. Yeah. Um, and it's essentially family law and it's not fun. <laughs> no, and um, she's called the family lawyer. Yeah, she's called the family lawyer. Um, so um, we've got a few so things. So yeah, that's where I've been at. But I will say that I feel like I'm in a really confident place in my parenting. Like I've got a three-year-old, which I know for those of you who have like, 10 year olds you're probably rolling your eyes like lols um just respect yeah. our journey man yeah where are you at in your <laughs> journey um riv's great 
everything's sort of ticking over, but I mean, my personal life's sort of in the bin, absolutely in the bin. And something happened this year, which I will never speak about like publicly. And it's, it's doesn't still... she sound like me? Like in every other episode except tables, for this one. The tables have turned. No, but it's it's not for me to say. It's someone else's story. I would never. It's not your truth to tell. No, I would never speak about it publicly. Um, but absolutely floored me. And I've just been in like a really weird place for a couple of months. Mm. Um. But I'm doing what I need to do. The work is happening. You know, my house is still there. River's, like, happy. He's getting on great in school. His dad has him, like, more than ever. And that's absolutely amazing. Like, me and us are getting on. But as far as the other stuff goes, it's not great. Um, And I've just been trying to take... Because I work. I'm an absolute workaholic. Like, I work all the time. And I think that wasn't helping me. So for the past month or so, I've been trying to take the two days that Huss has him every week and just do fun things like nice things for me um and that often includes like Sunday dinners and then staying in the pub and then waking up on a Monday this girl has a roast dinner every every bloody week like I didn't know there were so many places in London that did roast dinners I always go somewhere new I'm like let's try that we had a roast today because I thought about what would be wholesome and not even wholesome but like a nice warming thing to do like yeah. you're turning free we ain't having no Winter wild party birthday. i mean it turned to be a wild party anyway because it was just kids and it was oh busy God, and stuff um but i thought about like what would be a nice thing or a nice place to eat that everybody can eat something and i thought oh like a roast dinner mm. is gastro pub food and there's loads of different Let's types just skip of skip to the interesting part yeah my <laughs> dinner arrives <laughs> listen yeah that's not the interesting bit no that's, this is this is what that's the disappointment and it looked like it arrived, yeah, and fair enough, a piece of chicken was big, which is more than I can say for a lot of places, but it looked like someone had spat on it. There was, like, no gravy. I was like, <laughs> where's my gravy? Before the man even, like, passed it into my hands, I was like, can I have some more gravy, please? Yeah. I took one look at it, and I was like, no, absolutely no chance. And the Yorkshire? Remy had the driest Yorkshire. Yeah. It was deader than the chicken. The Yorkshire was so dry. It's not even funny. I was parched from eating the Yorkshire we that had put been it in dipped in gravy. At the same time, we looked at each other and we were like, nah. This ain't it. Like, this ain't it. This ain't it. And it was London prices as well for that bloody um, roast quid. dinner. Are you mad? It was like £16 plus service. They're cheeky. What service? You didn't serve me Mate, any gravy. my drink was £11.38. My one drink. Why do you think I didn't get another one? No, no, no. Just because I'm not as broke as I used to be doesn't mean that but I'm spending it? 11... Double Jameson's and lemonade. Oh, there you go then, mate. You no, mate. In Brixton, that is maximum £8.50 and you're pushing it. That's with good service. <laughs> that's okay. how you're being cheeky, is it? Okay, okay. Anyway, so that's what I've been doing. Loads of roast dinners. Um, I've been off out with Sam quite a lot. If you follow me on Instagram, you will know this. Mr. Mr. Sam who is basically, like, literally picking me, like, scraping me off the floor and, like, forcing me to do nice things because I've just been in a bit of a hole. Like, the other night we went for a roast Mm. um, and ended up just staying in the pub for, like, four wines after that. And that's it. That's me done that. Four wines. I'm gone. Got back to my house and I was lying on my kitchen floor put the radio on and they were playing the long winding road and I just like closed my eyes and I was I was smoking I was smoking by my like back door on the floor oh you didn't go outside I never do that I never do that oh wow I know it was awful scandal I know River wasn't there obviously it was his father before anyone complained um and I just remember like falling asleep pretty much I was just really really drunk and then we got I was like, I need to go to bed. Sam was like, yeah, you need to go to bed. And I couldn't undress myself. <laughs> so I was, <laughs> I was on my bed singing Thomas the Tank Engine. What? Yeah. This is news to me. Telling I never heard Sam this story. that he needs to help me with my tights. And God bless him. Like, there's, there's, listen, it's not, it's not like that. It's platonic. It's, yeah, and I trust him completely. I was just like, listen. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Even if it wasn't platonic, you just friend zoned him on our podcast, so it is now. Like shit. I mean, if a man's taking your tights off and all you're doing is singing Thomas the Tank Engine, I think that's like Love's Young Dream. Yeah, goddamn. Um, we yeah. have a couple of questions. 
Um, I was going to talk about how support network's really important, actually, before we okay. go to the cues. We've got time for the cues. Yeah, no problem. Let's talk about support networks, because mine has been invaluable recently, so go on. Exactly. I feel like, obviously, everyone always sees me with Emily. She's my best mate. Mm-hmm. She would also take my tights off for me if I asked her. I wouldn't. Yeah, you would. No, I wouldn't. Why? I love you, but I wouldn't take off your tights. Why, Why am I taking off your tights? If well, you're drunk like you enough, can see anything. If you're drunk enough to know that you want your tights off, but sober enough to walk up the stairs, then you're sober enough to take them off. I wasn't walking up the stairs. Where was you? I was carried. Oh my God, this is terrible. No, I would just be like, Carrie, take off the tights or I'd just let you sleep in them. Why would I, why would why I take them off? you sleep in your tights? Do you not sleep in tights? No. Unless you want to wake up with, you know, bad Yeast infection? Yeah. No, that that's what you would get from like... Cystitis. Do you remember apple bottom jeans? Yeah. They were really, really nice. <laughs> anyway, the point is we're talking about support systems, not yeast yeah. infection. So I think if I didn't have like you and Millie mm-hmm. and Emily and Sam, this whole situation. Single mu- single parents who are supporting you. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And like sometimes you just need that someone to come and like, you know, you're sitting in, in your house like, nah, this is... Really feeling sorry for yourself. Yeah. yeah. And then someone forces you to go out and you're like okay and then yeah. you sort of just have to start enjoying yourself a little bit and I think it's been a process for me because I don't I don't let myself get like that I don't mm. really allow myself that time but I have been recently and it's lovely I mean I think my support system is different in the sense that most of my support system don't have kids and that is why mm. it works but at the same time I would say that my physical support system mainly don't have kids but my emotional support system does and now obviously I'm seeing somebody who's got kids and it's it's so crazy to like not even have to finish what you're saying because like Mm. they just get it and also to have a conversation on a regular basis with somebody who's in a similar position in some ways but in others a really different position and so Mm. to be able to like almost check yourself and level and reason with yourself before Mm. you carry your stuff to anybody else whether that be your co-parent or your child or just anybody else I think is um it's quite sobering and it's good but I also think that one of the things that I've benefited from is I used to be as tight-lipped in my personal life Mm. as I am on here on the podcast like there was like I wasn't giving up nothing to nobody um but my life has changed and sometimes you need support and you have to speak you, you need to feel held and not like physically but, but emotionally. hold space like, yeah. like it's, it's such a cliche do the work type of phrase but you yeah. know you need people to hold space for you and i found that like people who don't expect things yeah. back people who aren't demanding things yeah. from your mind body and soul yeah like, like they're not requiring anything from you um yeah. but they're still willing to to be there and it's it's you know it's a reciprocal relationship from for the most part with most people as well yeah. um but just being able to not even being able to because i don't want to but there's times where like i've just even sent messages to our group chat and been like listen this is too fucking much oh my god blah 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 and just having those conversations and having that support is important man mm. and physically because i've had some support f- from my friends especially um it's sometimes allowed my brain the space to just think and sana's in nursery now so the two days that she goes to nursery i kind of fill up my time working yeah but when i have her i'm like with her and working and yeah. i'm with her a lot so there's not really any downtime. So when people are like, how are you? Before, like, I don't I'd know, be like, I haven't asked myself in about a week. <laughs> yeah, before I'd be like, I'm fine. Whereas now I'm like, you know, today is a tough day or today is a good day, whatever it is. Um, and much like parenting isn't linear, neither is parenting while being. Mm. And I've realised a lot of the things that I used to struggle with is the fact that I separated my person from my parents. And I used to think like I'm a parent, I'm Sana's mom, blah blah blah, and that is really important, and that got me through some really tough times. Mm. But Sana has to get to know her mum. Yeah. So. See, that only works when you're in survival mode. I think like yeah. you have to just switch and be like, nah, I'm. 
Yeah, but now things are a bit different and it's a bit easier to manoeuvre between the two. It's like, okay, well... But when you have that that space, I think all the things that you weren't able to address because you literally couldn't address them in that time, then come and kick your ass. Oh my gosh. Well, this is exactly why I was struggling because there were so many things from like two, three years ago that I just didn't even think about. And now we're here (laughs) and I'm on my healing journey. There's always work to be done. (laughs) And yeah, it's like, it blows you away. Also, perspective blows you away. I find that like, looking at things through the eyes of a single parent who's one month in compared to a single parent who's two years in is so different. And that was me and you when we first met. <laughs> yeah. And I'm curious to I'm curious to see what it will be like in a few more years. But I'm also curious to see how my child is because she's doing well. She's doing better. And that's because the changes that have happened are creating more structure and understanding for her. Mm. But she's also growing. And so now she can be like, this is my feelings. And I have a question. And this is what I want to do. And I think a lot of the time we parent and we forget free will. And it's their free will that we forget. Yeah. Because <laughs> because we're like, we've decided this. Or our, co- our co-parent has decided this. And we're too busy trying to figure out whether or not we can even agree or understand or get on the same page or whatever it is. It's all quite functional. In in respect to the adults in the situation. Yeah. And, you know, this whole thing is as long as my baby's happy. But sometimes your baby actually might be like, well, this is what we need to do for me to be happy. Yeah. I'm just going to throw it in there and you figure it out. Um, and, yeah, you learn them differently. I think it's incredible that I think watching children grow is just so, like mind-blowing and incredible like I literally look at Sana and I'm today I said to her like we met three years ago and like you changed my life and like thanks for just being my baby and thank you for letting me be your mum and like thank you for like coming into my world and like changing it so much and she was like my dress is too small <laughs> like we have I'm said like, something to the day I think it was about like he was talking about something he goes was that before we met to his dad and I'm like that's the cutest thing before we met that day well she she doesn't know a life without me but I know a life without her Mm. and it was never as good as this no with all of the challenges so true do you know what I mean like Mm. I know a life without her and it was just never as good as this so yeah like I guess I've been understanding that as well and it's like (sighs) If my kid's good, I really don't give a fuck about much else. Okay, so, oh wow. Someone's just, I basically put on Instagram, like, if anyone has any questions for us to answer in this episode, send them now and we'll answer them while we're recording. Um, and someone's just said, my baby daddy got someone else pregnant. What the fuck, Ooh. help me. <laughs> okay, I have so many questions. But, okay, you answer it first. No, you answer it. You, you be level-headed because I'm just ready. Well, I think, I s- sort of know this person. <laughs> Um, Remy's like, let me see who it is. <laughs> um, and from what I can gather, they have like a functioning co-parenting relationship, and he helps out. Um, oh God, I don't know what I would do. Um, how long have they been? Separated? It doesn't say. It doesn't say. No, it doesn't say. But you know them kind of. So you. Oh, years. Say... They've been separated for years. Oh, okay. So it's all right. Get it together. It's all right. It's all right. It's gonna be painful, but you gotta get it together. Do you know why you're going to get together? Because you can't change it. So get it together. But it's not going to be any more painful than, I think, what has already, you know, the water has already gone. I was about to say, I wouldn't care not one bit. I would Mm. be like, that's one more person for Sana to love and for Sana to be loved by. But your whole family dynamic changes because then they have like a half sibling and another person. I mean, yeah, the CSA goes down. But other than that, like... Oh, Remy. Remy, I'm joking, I'm being cheeky. Basically, this is how I think of it. I think you have to get it together. Make peace. And you've got, yeah, you've got X amount of months before that child with comes into feelings, the world. With your own feelings, not with him. Yeah, you don't even... No, I don't think... You, no, you don't need to make peace with them. The reason why you don't need to make peace with them is because you have to make peace with you. Why do you care? Why does it bother you? Yeah, so nothing to do with them. Like, they're not a factor. You do have to... I know it sounds harsh to say get it together, but that getting it together is not easy and you know we've both but had to get know, it together in various times and listen, it wasn't easy person who asked the question I know you've gotten it together 
through far worse things. Right. And we forget that when something comes... I think sometimes when something comes up that we're not expecting, especially when we're doing so well or we're on a good path, Mm. Or the when you're dealing thing. with other things that are yeah. going on. Yeah. The smallest thing can come up, and that is not small, by the way, but the smallest thing can come up and we're just like, bloody hell, on top of everything else, why now? Like, I don't want any more lessons, please, like. <laughs> like, stop throwing me lessons. Okay, man. Um, how do you deal with working mum guilt? I'm going to take this one. Because I am a workaholic. I have worked around the clock since River was tiny. I've worked with him on my boob for two years. Like, that is your favourite line. <laughs> that, I literally, that's the only way I could do yeah. it in the beginning because he was tiny and I had colic and all this stuff. So I would just put him on the boob and I would be like emails, ordering things, designing things, talking to people, blah, blah, blah. Um, and now, obviously, it's a bit different because he's older. But at the end of the day, like... If I don't work, I, I am the only financial contributor, you know, I pay all the bills in my house. If I don't pay the bills or like work towards the future or say, literally nothing happens, you know? And I think, I think. So that I can't like... feel guilty about it. Why would I feel guilty about it? Because I know I, you know, I spend a lot of time with Viv anyway and just got to do the best you can do. If you have a real issue with the amount that you're working and you can't stop working because you have to make that money then it just is what it is, yeah. you know? Like, you're doing the best you can for your family at the end of the day. I am. Um, I will say that, like, one of the things that I've noticed about free will and all of that stuff is that Sana, especially over the past, I'd say, like, six to eight months, she became really aware of me working because my work started to take me away from her. Um, Carrie was pulling funny faces. I wasn't <laughs> laughing at the fact that I had to be away from my child to work because that's not funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I had to be away from her quite a lot. And she told me she didn't like it. She said it. She said to me, what are you working for? I I did two, um, sh- like two recordings on a radio show within like a month and a bit of each other. It was women's and hour, both, come on. I wasn't going to say that. Anyway, blow it, and blow both, that trumpet. <laughs> And both I'll get times, mine out. I'll blow it for you. <laughs> both times I had to basically leave her on a day that usually we would have probably spent together. And I said to her, hey, like, on the, on the second one, I was like, hey, like, I'm going to go and talk about something really important. And this isn't just for mummy to just go off and do something. This is, like, a really important topic. I'm going to go and talk about it. And I explained to her. And, of course, she's a kid and she really didn't care. And I was like, but you have to understand that, like, if I'm not with you, it's probably because I'm doing something for you, directly or indirectly. Yeah. And she's not going to understand that now, but she will know that from before she can remember, she's always been hearing that. So one day the penny will drop. Um, and also I've explained that, you know, sometimes in life we, we have to deal with things that we don't like. Well, I've also been so like, you know, I want Riv with me all the time. I didn't send him to nursery once for like, a few months and I was like I just want to be with him all the time and I didn't want him to be with anyone else like mm-hmm. because I became a single mum so soon after he was born I was so protective over him I was so adamant that I could do everything all the time I could work I could be a mum at the same time every hour of the day and that was that was what I could do um but that only flies for so long so then having to admit to myself that I could not do it all was like a long process for me and I didn't like it one bit mm. but now I'm like actually it's good because he got to spend so much time getting to know my family and his dad's family and all of these people who are now such a big part of his life that's where he went when he wasn't with me and that's just as important as me spending like every hour of the day with him and that's something that I think sometimes in this oh my god it's a really good question just come in sorry in this on. age of how we parent we forget like mm. We both came from single parent families and we never looked at it as being raised necessarily by other people, but we did spend a hell of a lot of time with other people because our parents had to, well, my mum had mm. to get on with certain things. Um, but I, you know, I guess my grandparents raised me in a certain way, but I just saw it as like, they did that because they loved me and they wouldn't have had it any other way. And yeah. I didn't have a complex over that. I loved them and I was closer to them than I was to my parents for a really long time, actually. And sometimes still am. But it never gave me like a, oh, I'm unloved. And I sometimes I used to think, Sana's going to think I'm abandoning her. 
And then I remember you and I had a conversation. You were like, mate, you, you have to work. So she has, has to, to get to together. But also, we're really lucky because our job and the industry we work in means that our kids also, yes, we do have to spend time away from them, but also we can bring them to work as well. Mm, yeah. And that is a real Listen, privilege. Listen, if someone's booking me for their job, they are not telling me I can't bring Riv. Yeah. And that is a real, real privilege. And to they be know able that they to, can't say that as but well. But not even that. To be able to be, to be able to be working in an industry where your child is the focus, like you couldn't even have this job if you didn't have a kid, mm. means that you can always bring your kid in. And I think that's something we're really privileged and benefit from yeah. that some working parents don't have. And they do have to figure well, out I would, scheduling I would never and all those have kind of this. things. You know, if I didn't do this, I wouldn't have it. And that was one of the main reasons I started the business in the first place. Because I was like, you know what, his dad is like hundreds of miles away. I can't even afford childcare in the first place. And I was on like a 10 hour contract on the shop floor in Lush. You know, like I just couldn't, I could not go back to doing that because it would take me an hour and a half to get to work. Like we live in the middle of nowhere. It just like did not add up at all. So I just think without this, whatever this is, <laughs> um, our life would be absolutely... It wouldn't look anything like how it looks now. And I think to round up this question, because I know you said you got like a really good one that came in. Mm. Um, the working mum guilt is, is a thing that I think is constructed by people who have opinions on how you should work. But I think it's nothing compared to the my lights got cut off guilt and the yeah, I have no food in my rules. fridge guilt. Yeah. Like, and that I can't provide for my kid guilt. Mm. So if you are not feeling those kind of guilt where your child is not being cared for adequately. the guilt. Like, sis, do you, man. You're doing great. Clap for yourself. And I think it's worth noting as well that motherhood, parenthood or whatever, it, it looks however you want it to look. You know, you have to work with your set of circumstances, yes. Um, but ultimately it's up to you. You know, how you approach those things and how you act on those things and how you work to change your circumstances or better your circumstances or just survive within your circumstances is up to you. Um, so if you're feeling guilty based on someone else's ideas of what's normal, that's a whole waste of time. Okay, so here we are. This is the question. Would you rather your baby daddy pay and not see your child or see him and not pay? Um, I think that... It's actually a really good To be question. honest with you, I think that a present parent is probably a lot more healthy than a parent who's not present. But it depends. It just, it just depends on the circumstances. I think if you're present and you're... If you're present and you're... What's the word? Willing to try, then the finances are something that could be overlooked. I think if you're not present and you're not financially present... <sighs> There's issues, but and I also you think you're sleeping at night. But I also think there are some people who have two parents who say my parents bought my affection and now I hate them. <laughs> so I when think I'm the grass is always greener. I think, but I think the grass is always greener. I think the grass is always greener, and I don't think there's a right answer for that because well, I think for me because I've been a skint single parent, so yeah. I, I I think you know there's no right answer. There have been times where you think about it, you know, when you're absolutely on your ass and you're like, why why am I living like this when the other person isn't living like this or like I don't know it can build resentment but ultimately for me I would obviously I've listen I've moved into London I pay like double the rent I paid up there like it stresses me out every day but I did that so he could be near his dad so you know that is obviously more important to me and I think he hasn't done anything horrendous to me in that sense like there's no abuse there's no you mm -hmm. know those circumstances aren't there so, I am pleased that they get to see each other so much and have the relationship that they have. And I know that I've done absolutely everything I can to facilitate that as well. Like, if I'd have just gone, nah, fuck it, I'm going to Margate, see ya. And the amount of times I would travel in every single week from Wales to London so they could see each other, you know? Mm -hmm. And that cost me, like, a lot of money. And no one paid for that, I paid for that. So, I think... If you can work through it, then work through it. Yeah. But that obviously, that changed when I started to make my own money. I think it's one of those things, you know, how I was like, you know, you've got to suck it up. You've got to suck up a lot of things because I think something that people have to remember is um, 
that was a really good either or question but the truth is most of the time if you don't have one you don't have the other yeah like there's not very many people who are going to provide one and not the other so it's yeah it's a bit of a yeah but some people don't provide either yeah that's what i mean they don't provide one or the other yeah was that what you were saying yeah Yeah. (laughs) um when is the live tour (laughs) the live tour when is she or he brum brum we'll come to brum but if you notice how when we said brum we said it brum yeah we we went (laughs) (laughs) um yeah we'll come to brum if you can find somebody to to get us to brum and sort out everything we'll come we went to um sort our travel no, don't just sort our travel. We're two single working mums. Don't do that. Oh no, my kids in school. That's not gonna. That's not gonna fly. <laughs> <laughs> so someone's asked, how do you cope with work, being creative, and a mama? Any organisation tips? Nah, man. You just work on the fly. Like when I was finishing my book, I was pulling all nighters every night. It was bad. I do like because where I live, I have to get an overground train to get to the tube. Yeah. So I think right, that's thirteen minutes there on the overground that I've got where I'm not doing anything else. You know, I'm not doing my housework. I'm not doing like physical jobs. I'm literally just on the train. So that's when I'll do like bits and pieces of admin, and I'll do that throughout the day. And that's the only way I keep on top of my admin. And I think you have to sometimes it gets to the point where you just have to micromanage every hour of your day otherwise you can't get it all in do you know what i mean mm-hmm. and also on top of that i think you know when um when you are doing like those long hours your body starts to get used to it so even when you're god yeah and then when you're not you're when like, you're like oh. having downtime your body's like what the fuck are you doing you better get up and go do something so i've had creative blocks obviously being a writer and writing that book, it took so much out of me. And creatively, when your personal life is doing bits and pieces, um, it affects your creativity. And sometimes you want to create things based on what you're experiencing, but that's going to put your business on front street, so you can't do that. And sometimes <laughs> your things that you're experiencing are so grandiose that you can't think of anything else in order to create something else. So... I think it just depends where you're at, but I've, I definitely would say that um, being creative when I was writing the book was very straightforward. I had a date that I had to get it done, and so I didn't really give myself any pressure on how I got it done, mm. but I knew by that date it had to be done. And then I told everybody that it was going to be finished writing on that date, and that kind of, I shamed myself into, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, now if you don't do it, everybody's going to be like, mm-mm. So then, yeah. It's like when I said I wasn't going to go to the pub in November. And then two days later, it was in the pub. (laughs) The shame I felt. (laughs) But no, I think sometimes you just have to scramble through. Like, there's no... You know, you can can set goals and try and be organised as much as you like. But life just takes itself wherever it wants to take itself. Especially when you're, like, mumming on your own. So, just keep doing it also i think what i what i think is my biggest downfall is that i have all of these things i have to do and if i can't get them all done there and then Mm. i get overwhelmed and i get pissed off and then i don't do any of them whereas if i just done like two or three of the things then i probably wouldn't feel as bad and maybe i would have been like buoyed a little bit to do more so do you think that it's the just you just want to get it all done now that's the problem yeah Mary's so I'm just okay like, so my girlfriend's an Aries yeah. and I never really pressed that because she mentioned that basically she just likes to get everything done right now by herself yeah oh that's me and I'm 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 an Aquarius so we're very much like hey but why why can't you just chill why can't you do it later why have you got to do it on someone else's time and that conversation in itself look at your eyebrows <laughs> That's not that's she's no like, good for me. She's like, I love you, Ren, but I don't want to talk about it right now. I'm like, okay. Yeah, that's, that's not that's not cool beans. That's just not how we work. And I, I don't understand. You lot are so like Oh my gosh, it's so like I can't be helped. And then afterwards, this is something that Carrie does. Carrie will do all these things, yeah. And then she'll tell you that she's done it, but she'll say it in a list 
as fast as how she felt she did it. So she would be like, and then I had to go to dry clean, and then I had to pour the drink for myself, and then I had to walk down the stairs, and then after... Literally every detail. <laughs> so I went out, it was one of my last nights out like, before I'm I moved here. I'm fucking tired, mate. I'm just, I'm fucking tired. I say that to everyone, it's my favourite thing to say. I sound like a hoot, don't I? Absolute hoot. Um, but it was one of my last nights out before I moved back down here. So I went out with my mates, and my friend picked me up in his car, and he was like, oh, what have you done today? And honestly, it took the whole journey to get into town for me to finish telling him what I was, I was like. So I got up and then I was like, I had this bit for breakfast, but then I was like, oh, I should have that. And then I was like, actually, no, I need to get this done. And then I was like, oh, I need to do the washing. And then, like, I literally listed. I was like, you could have just said, yeah, it was all right, mate, thanks. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but I don't, that's just not how we do it. If you've watched Gavin and Stacey, you'll know. You know, I've never seen that show. Have you not? No. I was going to have this for brunch and then I did thought no I'll have Are that they Welsh? Yeah. Oh I love a Welsh accent. I know I'm Welsh and I don't have it. But River <laughs> does he's like I'm going to play with my toys now. She's got a really proper London accent. I oh didn't think she did. She's anti curry. <laughs> curry Is that curry Is Go that your her? Hello, Eva. Is that like, bro? She calls me bro. Everyone knows this, but I think it's the cutest thing ever. River started saying like, oh, I'm just going to do this, bro. Is it? Yeah. I'm like, where have you got this she from, bro? Call, she doesn't call anybody else bro or anything. She's, I'm the bro. But she, yeah, she obviously she calls you bro, but she's got a proper London accent and it's crazy because It's more than yours. Yeah. Sometimes she'll be like, whole life. mommy, mommy, mommy. I'm like, yes, Anna, how can I help you? She's like, I just want to do this thing and this is the thing you know is London, it yes Sana how can I help you or is it what you know that Sana's um, Sana's whole accent the reason why I find it funny is because Londoners are really blunt and direct mm. and I try to be quite polite and that's probably how I miss the accent because I just don't talk in yeah. the same phrases as them Sana has bypassed all of that she's like very like to the point let's yeah. get to it and other than that she's like stop it I don't like it but like <laughs> you're like Sana can you sit down please stop it I don't like it <laughs> love it that's it so yeah we are 52 minutes oh into god this. we only wanted to do like a half an hour carrie said we was doing 30 minutes i gave her the eyebrows and i was like mm-hmm. but we wanted to do a little update there wasn't much point to this apart from to say we're coming back and this is where we've been at we've done some and you guys have been adding us in the dm somebody who i went to do a job for met me and carrie the first time together and we did a job for her together she asked me to my face like I've got you now so um when are you doing the next episode we've both had dms we've had people asking us if we're friends basically we missed you too we get it we're sorry you did give us a grace period of about four months no contact and then it started (laughs) no we just needed to do some housekeeping so we're planning a good good series we're gonna get a family lawyer on she's agreed we just need to set a date it will be good it's gonna be a good we're gonna have a dad on yeah, we need we need some dads because ten percent of all single parents are dads, and it's very important that they are represented. Like yeah. very important. I wonder if our tone will change. If there's, it won't. If a man's on, not at all, not one no. bit. We'll be like, mate, just catch yourself up to speed on who we are. <laughs> don't be shy. <laughs> um. Yeah, we've got we've got some plans, and we don't have many plans all at the same time. But we're doing good. We're still here, and we're gonna say bye now. <laughs> yeah. It's like the end of a really bad first date. We're gonna we're gonna say bye now. We're gonna say bye. I'm gonna hopefully edit the f out a bit, and, <laughs> and it doesn't sound as awkward as it feels. Um, yeah, Remy's been on the phone for the last like ten minutes, so no, I've just no, been carrying I've not... the convo. That's a damn lie. <laughs> I'm gonna edit this out anyway. I'm joking. We'll see. <laughs> I'll tell you all anyway. I'll post it. <laughs> um, Oh, I just, that's why I, it sounded awkward because I was trying to think of what we used to say at the end of our episodes. We used to oh, say... Oh, Remy came up with this little jingle. Wait no, before it. that, before that, oh. you can find us on our personal socials at, I'm at Remy Sade, Remy.Sade, and you are... Mercer, but it's M-R-E dot S-O-E-U-R. Our Instagram for our podcast is at allrightforamum underscore. Yeah, and that's it, babes. And if you want to sponsor us, it's allrightforamum at gmail.com. That's the most important one. Send on that through that email. Um, Carrie has two R's and Remy is with an I. <laughs> yeah. We need lots of snacks when we record, so we need a sponsor. For snacks. Yeah, snack sponsor. Snacks and blanks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's all right for some, but you're all right for mum. Bye.